1: With hurricane season still in effect and the winter weather around the corner, consider tripinsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from other sites. Get a quote today and save from tripinsurance.com.
2: Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio.
1: Hey, I'm Matt Basford. Doug is on assignment right now, but we will be checking in with him a little later aboard the Carnival Fascination. We'll also talk to Stoney Goldstein from Park West Gallery. But first, Stuart Shearaw on the Cruise Guy is with us. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Yeah, it was announced last week that Royal Caribbean is bringing the independence of the seas to Fort Lauderdale in the uh, to, uh, 2013 winter season. Now, is this saying anything about the European market and uh, a future weakening?
2: you know that's that's a good question, but uh you know the independence uh, has been over uh in England for a couple of years. They really haven't said uh exactly what the issues were uh you know there are some there's some rumblings that there may be some mechanical issues uh with the ship and they need to get it uh repaired because of those long hauls they've been making out of uh Southampton but uh, you know the ship is going to be making its transatlantic from uh England on november twenty second of twelve and will return uh, to Port Everglades for the second time, and she'll sail there from uh, December of twelve through March of thirteen, and then uh, head back to Europe for uh, you know her European season. So look, it's it's great news. Uh, essentially, all three of the uh, Freedom Class ships will be uh, on the East Coast and uh, sailing to the beautiful waters of the Caribbean.
1: Right on Nassau, Bahamas broke the cruise passenger and ship record. Last Wednesday, because of Hurricane Rena in the West Caribbean,
2: yeah, it's pretty, uh, it was pretty amazing. Uh, Nassau thought that they could only squeeze a maximum of six ships in, but when all said and done, there were seven. <laughs> they, don't, yeah. they still to this day don't know how they did it, but they had seven ships um, in port in one day in Nassau, which uh, they claimed represented about twenty five thousand visitors. So uh, it created quite. Uh, a huge amount of uh, foot traffic, uh, which was, I'm sure, very welcomed uh, in Na- in downtown Nassau, um, and uh, that's, that's great news.
1: This is kind of an exciting story. Uh, the NCL Gem and the U.S. Coast Guard led this operation to rescue a sailboat last week. What what was this all about?
2: Well, um, the Norwegian Gem was returning uh, from Bermuda, and uh, the Coast Guard, uh, you know, put out an alert, and the Norwegian Gem was the closest ship to this. Thirty nine foot sailboat that was about uh, thir- three hundred and fifty miles from New York in the uh, North Atlantic, uh, two hours away from uh, you, know, it was, you know the gem was about two hours closer than anybody else. So uh, they they turned, went to the ship, and uh, rescued uh, all on board, brought them uh, and brought them home into New York. Good news.
1: Right on. You can always email comments at cruiseradio.net. This from Kenny in Tyler, Texas. He writes: If you book air through the cruise line. the airline strikes are you protected
2: you know that's that's a really good question uh what the cruise lines will do when you say you know are you protected look the cruise lines do not own the airline what the cruise lines will do is if you booked the air through them they will work with you to get you to the next port of call there's no additional compensation because again they don't own the airline And this is another example of why you need you really need to give serious consideration to trip cancellation slash interruption insurance to provide the protection that you so desire now if you booked uh if you did not book the uh, air through the uh the cruise line directly then you need to contact the airline uh, directly to have them work with you to get you uh you know either book rebooked on another airline or to get you to the next possible port of call.
1: You know your
2: stuff. I try. This is Cruise Radio.
1: For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying.
0: I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now
1: have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise
0: one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise
1: one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or
0: Cancun?
1: Or Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Cruise or how about a cruise, cruise around the whole world? i got a dream vacation for you. Cruise one. Let us send you on your way. Cruise one. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-ONE or find us online at CruiseOne.com. Number one in cruising nationwide.
4: Cruise One. Yeah.
0: Cruise One. Have a question for the experts? or Would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net.
1: Happy to have with us Executive Vice President of Sales for Park West Gallery, Stoney Goldstein. Welcome to Cruise Radio.
3: Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be on the show. Now,
1: How long has Park West Gallery been in business, and and how did you get started doing this?
3: You know, we started way back in 1969, uh, and it was started by our CEO, Albert Scalioni, and he actually started selling artwork from a trailer. In a parking lot, and I know that sounds kind of crazy, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he is—he's really the kind of the quintessential uh, American entrepreneur. And gradually, even though there were some really humble beginnings, the business grew. Uh, you know, and now it's been around for almost forty-three years now. Uh, we've actually been in business before even—we were even on cruise ships. I think the gallery was open and running for I don't know, twenty-four, twenty-five years, something like that, and around ninety-three, ninety-four. Uh, we started, uh, you know, doing the art programs on the cruise ships. So, uh, you know, one of the things that he really felt was important is that uh, a lot of people don't really live in the areas like New York City and, and, you know, big cities that are are gallery-rich cities. So he felt like it was important to try to bring artwork artwork to regular people and to expose them to it. And so those humble beginnings led to us now being one of the largest art dealers in the world with uh, 1.3 million clients in over 60 countries.
1: You said earlier that the company started long ago uh, selling the art out of a trailer in a parking lot. I'm wondering, were you all next to the guy selling Velvet Elvis paintings in the trailer <laughs> he park?
3: may, He may have been. He may have been, and maybe there was, there was something there. Maybe the Velvet Elvis didn't do so well, but the art <laughs> okay. that uh, he started with did very well. And so, Excellent. yeah, he, he has a real eye for artwork as well, and he's, he's been able to uh, sign and, and have great relationships with a lot of uh, you know artists that are now very famous. So yeah. uh, he definitely knew what he was doing.
1: What type of artwork uh, is sold through your art auctions, and who are some of the artists?
3: Well, you know, we really have a little bit of everything, and the majority of our collection is is really from contemporary artists, and we've got everything from, you know, there's an artist named Linda Kempf who she was actually the the official artist for the World Cup, and this was back in 1998, when it was in France. She actually lives just outside of Paris. Uh, She was also just the official artist for the Kentucky Derby, and that was back in uh, 2009, I think, was when she was selected for that. So we've got artists, she's a figured artist she she you know she paints mainly people. Uh we have pop artists we've got Romero Britto, we've got uh Peter Max, I'm sure you've heard of him before, who actually uh was just selected to paint uh Norwegian's new ship their their hull the the breakaway that's coming up. Wow. Out. wow. So, and he said that's going to be as large as canvas. I think that before that, as large as canvas was the Boeing uh, 777 jet that he painted. So, uh-huh. um, you know, we've got a lot of contemporary artists. We have uh, masterworks. We've got uh, animation cells. We've got sports memorabilia. Uh, we've got all kinds of artwork. And really, uh, I think that's probably one of our, our biggest strengths is that we really do have something for everybody that comes to the auctions.
1: Are there some perceptions from, from passengers that it's like, oh, they just sell posters?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's actually a common one, and it's it's interesting. Um, <laughs> we actually don't sell posters, uh, <laughs> but we do have a lot of different mediums that are available to people. We have a lot of, you know, you're going to see a lot of oil paintings. You're going to see acrylic paintings. You're going to see mixed media paintings. So there's also a lot of other types of works as well. You're going to see serigraphs and lithographs and etchings and woodcuts and engravings. And, you know, the vast majority of the art artworks that we're going to offer, they're going to be paintings or limited edition works. And the reason we do that is because we like to have things at different price points, so everybody can be able to afford something. So, even if you can't afford to collect a painting by an artist that you like, well, you can certainly collect a lithograph or a serigraph or, or another medium from that artist that may be at a lower price point. And you know, if you if you ever speak to anybody that studied printmaking or you know, and somebody in the, the art profession. Uh, they're going to tell you that there's a there's really a lot of craftsmanship that goes behind a lot of the mediums that artists use to create their work. So, uh, we like to have a nice variety like that. And again, like I said, it really comes down to having a, a variety of price points so that everybody can afford something.
1: What about the artist? Are they ever invited on board, and, and do they go to the auctions?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and in fact, you know that's that's one of the things that our collectors really love we'll do a lot of special events where we will actually invite collectors to come uh, on board with us. And a lot of times we'll take three or four artists with us and, uh, you know, it's one thing to be able to enjoy the artist's artwork on your wall, but it's another thing when you actually be able to get to meet them and to get inside their head about what they were thinking about when they were creating the artwork or to even be able to sit down and have dinner with them or, you know, go on a tour in port with them. And uh, that's one of the things that we like to do for our collectors for some of the special events that we host, so it definitely gives the art a whole new meeting when you get to uh, you know, meet the artists, and the artists love it, too. They love to meet their collectors. They love to meet the passengers on board. Uh, they love that whole interaction component, and really that, uh, you know, that gives the art, the art itself a lot more value, I think, when people can think about the time when they were able to meet the artist and that whole experience.
1: You can always call us with your questions, 866-874-7957. We have Tiffany in Charlotte. Go ahead, Tiffany.
3: Just curious, is there any way that you can view the artwork before boarding the ship? You can go to our website, and that's parkwestgallery.com, and you can actually go and look at a lot of the artwork that from the artists that will be available. So if you like a particular flavor, a particular style, or something from a particular, particular artist. Once you're on board, you can then go talk to the auctioneer and see if there's something on board from that.
1: Do you offer art on land as well as on the cruises?
3: Uh, we do. I mean, we have a very large retail gallery, which is in uh, Southfield, Michigan. That's a suburb of Detroit, and that's where the gallery started uh, a very long time ago. It was in Michigan in 1969. And the gallery is actually 63,000 square feet. That's larger than the White House. Wow! uh, Yeah, it's really big. There's three stories. Uh, We also have a facility in Miami, which is uh, we use that for private showings, and it's 180,000 square feet, which is I believe that's larger than three football fields. Um, So we have a lot of real estate, um, but you know we also do a lot of land events around North America, and those are invitation only and we will invite collectors to those as well. And a lot of times, you know, those uh those those people may have started by collecting something on a cruise ship.
1: All right, Norma in Houston, go ahead with your question.
3: I was just wondering if I could be assured that the artwork you're displaying is authentic. Yeah, and that's a great question, and there's a few different ways. First of all, for masterworks, we're only going to re- we're only actually going to source the artwork from really reliable and established sources and they're trained experts, and that's in addition to conducting our own thorough research and authentication. uh, That basically allows us to guarantee the authenticity and the authorship of all the works that we sell. So not only is it vetted uh, where we source the artwork from, but then we run it through our own research department, and we do our own due diligence. So we actually go above and beyond that. Um, For living artists, we're typically going to acquire the artwork straight from the artist's studio, and so the artwork's going to go directly from the artist to us, and then it goes to our collectors. So uh, it's also important, I think, to point out that everything that you would, would collect through us is going to come with a certificate of authenticity. So we actually do guarantee the authenticity of everything that you would buy on board.
1: What cruise lines does Park West currently serve?
3: Well, we're on every uh, Carnival Cruise Line ship. We're on every Norwegian Cruise Line ship. We're on every, uh, all three of the Regent ships. And uh, soon you're going to see us on several of the Holland America ships as well.
1: All right. Hayes in Biloxi. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I've heard that
4: Park West is really involved heavily in charity work. Do uh, you mind telling me what charities they are?
3: Yes, that's correct, and it's something we're really, really proud of at Park West. We've done a lot of there's uh, a lot of great work I think we've done over the past couple of years, and it's been really important to the gallery. We've um, we've started a program called Park West Cares, and we've become involved philanthropically with a lot of different organizations. Specifically to the arts, what we've done is we've uh, taken the initiative to sort of step forward, I think, when it comes to funding uh, arts education organizations and helping them out in, in any way that we can. You're seeing a lot of budgets that are being crunched and things like that, and one of the first things to get cut is is the arts. And so what we will do is a lot of times if we have a specific event in a, in a city around the country, we're going to have a selection of artists there as well that are going to be at that event, and we will take and artists from that event, and we will actually go to a school. It could be an elementary school. It could be a high school. It could be a nonprofit arts organization. It could be something in that city, and we will have them do a, a lecture and and, and, uh, and actually some sort of a program or enrichment seminar with uh, the kids. And so uh, we also have done a lot of things where we've donated artwork to uh, selected Uh, universities, like for example, we did a a big donation with the Savannah College of Art and Design to help out with their scholarship program, to help them raise money for their scholarship program. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've also done some things with the Youth Arts Corps, which is in uh, Tampa, I believe, and then also many, many, many local schools around the country. So it's a really important part of what we do. And, uh, you know, we're happy to do it as well, being so involved and at the forefront of the art community.
1: Any tips you have for the travelers who are uh, interested in buying art on board a cruise with Parkwest?
3: Yeah, I think uh, tip number one would be buy art that you like and trust your own aesthetic. Um, you know, that's the thing. I mean, you really have to buy what you want to look at and what you like. And there may be uh, a period of time where you sort of grow and you evolve, and there's different things that you want to look at, and that's okay too, but you have to start somewhere. So, you know, buy the artwork because you like it. That's the most important thing. I you think know, it's funny that you
1: say that at first because I think you're right. There probably are a lot of people who want to get into art and they feel like they have to, you know, kind of submit to this, not a pretentious notion, but you know what I mean? Like they've got a, yeah. that kind of thing, but that's, they, yeah, they're right. That's very important. Just get what you love.
3: Yeah, you're exactly right. You hit the nail on the head and you'll hear more often than not, you're going to hear people that say, uh, it, it's weird because people come in the gallery and they'll say, first of all, I don't know anything about artwork. And it's it's this thing where I think people feel like they're afraid to trust what they naturally enjoy looking at. And yeah. so they feel like they need, you know, they have to have this big uh, broad foundation of knowledge before they start to collect. And that's not what it's all about. You have to start somewhere. You have to get your feet wet somewhere. So start with something that you're naturally drawn to, that you naturally want to look at. Um, and that's definitely my, my tip number one. Um, I think the second tip would be to fully immerse yourself in the art program on board to get the full experience. And while you may start looking at something that you're naturally drawn to and that you just want to look at, if you participate in all the events on board, you're going to have a much deeper appreciation for the arts, I think. so. Um, I think one of the other sort of misconceptions is on board that there's only the art auctions, but that's probably 20% of the art program on board. Because, again, we do a lot of enrichment seminars. We teach people about art history. We have a lot of special exhibitions and special events. And that's really where people get the real benefits from the artwork um, because they really start to understand the craftsmanship behind it and really what the artist was thinking and and their their own uh, intention behind the artwork and once they get a little bit deeper into it they you know people just in general they have a deeper understanding uh for what they're looking at so you have to start somewhere but then you immerse yourself in the program and then three my third tip would be once you get home don't let it in just because you've gotten off the cruise um, when you go home go to a museum go to your local maybe there's a local nonprofit arts organization there that you can become involved in maybe there's some artist studios um, you know there's got to be something in your town where you can actually get involved in the arts and you know uh, that's what we encourage people to do as well so whether or not you buy from us again or come to one of our events stay involved in the arts because there's a lot of great benefits that come out of owning artwork.
1: He is the Executive Vice President of Sales for Park West Gallery, Stoney Goldstein. Thank you so much for all the info.
3: Thanks for having me on the air, and I appreciate you guys. You guys do a great job with the show. I I rely on you all as my first source for all of the latest when I want to know about everything that's going on on the cruise ships.
0: Alaska is America's last wild frontier, offering shimmering glaciers, majestic mountains, abundant wildlife, and unique native culture. From the remote capital of Juneau and the southern coastal arts town of Ketchikan to the cities of Anchorage and Fairbanks, Alaska is the natural choice for adventure. Reel in a feisty salmon or kayak on one of the many pristine waterways. See a calving glacier, learn about Alaska's indigenous people, explore historic towns, and experience the legacy of the gold rush. Witness magnificent Mount McKinley, North America's tallest mountain, and an astounding array of wildlife including caribou bear moose whales and eagles and in addition to all the spectacular destinations ashore a cruise tour offers all the luxurious shipboard amenities including great food dancing clubs broadway style shows and more let your travel leaders expert help you discover all the treasures of alaska on an unforgettable cruise tour vacation at travel leaders our promise to you when your journey from a dream to a great story includes us you travel better contact your travel leaders alaska yukon specialist today
1: each episode we give you porthole cruise magazines pick of the week if your upcoming cruise calls on nassau bahamas you might decide to make your way over to atlantis for an all-in-one beach and casino experience so when hunger strikes head over to the resort's brand new virgil's real barbecue which just opened november 1st The 11,000 square foot Caribbean restaurant is the size of three basketball courts and features rustic decor by world-renowned interior architect and designer Jeffrey Beers, who created an authentic southern space. The furnishings are centered around an 18-foot tall copper beer tap tower. Plus, there's wood slate panels, black steel chandelier, stacked smoking logs, hammered copper, picnic tables, and other Western accents. The restaurant's signature dishes are made with a wide range of rubs and marinades, all enhanced by hours of slow smoking over hickory oak and fruit woods. Virgil's serves three meals a day, so you can enjoy Southern biscuits with chicken fried steak and country gravy for breakfast. Or order Virgil's Famous Barbecue Platters with Homestyle Sides with a Bahamian Twist for lunch or dinner. For more, go to VirgilsBarbecue.com.
4: We're here aboard Carnival of Fascination. Joining us right now is Amadeus. Amadeus, welcome to Cruise Radio. Well, thank you for having me. We're on a five-night cruise. We went to Key West. We hit Nassau, Bahamas. How was embarkation for you? Oh, it's all so easy. They've got it down to a science here at Carnival. I think it's probably the easiest cruise to get on and off, you know, as far as the embarkation and debarkation. I just love Carnival. And on top of all that, without having to be, they're just friendly. Okay, so this was your first time on Fascination. You said you've been on other Carnival ships before. What was your first impression, you know, when you first walk into Fascination? It looks like it's a brand new ship to me. It, it looks like it's just freshly carpeted. It's so clean, and I really like that about a ship. You know, when you first get on it, you don't see any fraying carpets or, you you know, any polishing with, with fingerprints all over it. Just, It's a very clean ship. How about the public areas? What do you think about the public areas in the ship? I thought they were good. There were plenty of them, and they're very spacious, lots of room to get around and move around in, especially up on the promenade deck. There was one particular bar that I hung out in, and there was a lot of public area there, a lot of mingling going on, and that was a great place for everybody to kind of meet and, and hang out. Let's talk about entertainment. Speaking of casinos, um, did you do any of the shows or the comedy club on here or anything like that? I did. Uh, I did went to one night of comedy. I think Tim Foss was a comedian. Very, very good. Saw a couple shows in the, uh, in the main... Uh, the main um, auditorium and then uh there's this thing called Superstar Karaoke that, to me, is the best part of the cruise, and it's basically your your, your fellow crewmates getting up and singing karaoke to a live band. How about, like, the Broadway shows they did? Uh, tonight was far from over an 80s show. What would you uh, think of that? I thought it was really, really good. I thought the song selection was perfect. They did a, a nice little kind of tribute to Madonna with, uh, I think, eight dancers all representing different stages of Madonna's career. They highlighted songs from the Footloose soundtrack and also uh, Dirty Dancing. Like I said, good songs, selection, great singers, amazing dancers, and a good light show as well. I really enjoyed it. What did you think of the food? I'm stuffed. <laughs> and I and I've been stuffed since the moment we got on this boat. I mean, every single night, every day, everywhere you go there's food and the food has been so Immaculate. This has just been such a great, great cruise for food. Some folks were saying that Carnival's starting to skimp out on the portions and stuff like that. What did you think? I didn't see it at all. I mean, I'm a big guy, and, and I ate till I was stuffed. One night I had uh, this jerk-flavored pork. And just completely, I think there were six slices. I mean, if that's skimping, I'd hate to see what they had before. The desserts were great. They're rich. They're delicious. A, a ton of choices for appetizers. I thought the food was great. I thought the portions were more than generous. We hit Key West and Nassau, Bahamas. Do you have any first-time tips for folks maybe hitting Key West or Nassau? You know what I would say for first time people hitting Key West, especially? Go to the tourist places. Do those tourist things. Normally, I wouldn't say that, but with Key West, you know, you got to go to Sloppy Joe's, you got to go to the Hogs Breath Saloon, you got to go to those places that are, are tourist spots, but you got to visit those places. Nassau, Bahamas, any first timer tips there? Well, now that the straw market was recently destroyed by a hurricane and, and it's kind of like they've got the straw market kind of built outside the straw market, you know, I'd say hit it, but there's a brand new place actually that you turned me on to called sharkies that i think is a must visit for, uh, when you're in nassau yeah if you love conch i mean they have conch way anyway you can eat it and it is affordable and just yeah. just awesome i never i never would have thought a conch fritter uh wrap would would work but i guess it really wasn't a fritter it was just a conch wrap yeah but it was it was probably my top two or three favorite meals of the entire cruise but what's your favorite meal on here Uh, I think the the jerk pork was probably way up there. Tonight I had this uh, this penne pasta with uh, shrimp and calamari in it that was absolutely amazing. There's just so many great foods to choose from. Before we hop here, let's talk about the rooms. you you've sailed on other Carnival ships before, and you've had, this is your first. You were telling me your first interior room. How did you feel about the space and the amenities and stuff like that? Well, the space was fine. The amenities were, you know, as good as always. I'll tell you what I loved about an inside cabin that I didn't know I was going to love: the fact that it was pitch black. Right. I mean, it could be 11 o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock at night. You would have no idea because once you turn the lights out, it is so dark, and I loved that. I love that. You know, sometimes when you have a, the balcony or a window, you know, at, at 6:30 seven o'clock in the morning the sun starts coming through yeah and those inside cabins and those aren't the most recommended but i'm Mm -hmm. telling you i I think i may go inside from now on First time tips for folks cruising Carnival: the fascination uh, about the port, about the cruise. Whatever you want to give, just spit it out there. Well, one thing's for sure: if you can lose 10 pounds before you go on a cruise, that's a great idea. <laughs> yes. Because, like I was saying earlier, every single night is like a gourmet meal. Um, so be prepared for that. Also, take advantage of, of every little thing that's going on. Whether it's a, a trivia game, uh, you know, on a small little bar, or some of the Broadway-style shows, just take advantage of the cruise. Don't don't waste your cruise away sleeping in your cabin all day because you can do that at home. Amadeus, thanks for being with us on Cruise Radio, man. Thanks for having me. All right,
1: that's going to do it. Don't forget we're on the Stitcher Radio Network, a really efficient way to get your podcast on your smartphone, and it is a free app. Just go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Stitcher Radio icon. Get all the latest cruise news right there on our homepage, and be sure to get those instant alerts under where it says Instant Email Updates. Simply fill in your email address. Also, got to check out the new videos in the Cruise Radio Video Vault. All right there on our new and improved website, cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, on behalf of Doug Parker, I'm Matt Basford. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook,
2: and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer.